Hey everyone, and welcome to the Engineer of What podcast. You have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Ricky Warden. Ricky, hello. How's your How was your week been? Past couple weeks, actually. Actually, not bad. Yeah, nice. uh, my boss left for two weeks this past Wednesday, so it's party in nice. my office. And by party, nice. I mean party by myself because I'm the only one there. Well, you <laughs> say party um, just because she's gone, but you also texted me something new you got in your break room, so it's kind of yeah. Like a double the other party. reason, yeah, the other reason there's a party is because we have a 64 ounce growler uh, dispenser in our break room now. With that, so basically, you can go to any brewery you want, fill it up. And, you know, for whatever the price is, any beer, um, slap it in there, put a CO2 cartridge in, close it, and then you got a tap and it comes out nice and perfect wow. head and everything. Oh, it's wow. glorious. Have you guys been taking advantage of that? Has it been in use? I ju- well, we just got it last Tuesday and I had to go okay. out and get beer for it and I haven't had time to set it up yet. So, gotcha. But I'm you're gonna in the process. Set- I'm, yeah, I'm going to set it up on Tuesday, I think. So, uh, that's me. I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm have a, jealous of that. A real nice. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most people are because I'm I'm starting off with beer because yeah. that's what's designed for with the CO2 cartridges. Sure. But you can get um, this whipped cream cartridges, which are nitrogen. So okay. they have the, like, these these uh, whipped cream things that, in like professional restaurants where they just put cream in and then it uses nitrogen to make it into a whipped cream. And then they just put on like pies or whatever. Well, you can take the same N2 cartridges and put them in there and use it for cold brew coffee. Really? Nitro cold brew coffee. Yes. Wow. I just have to find the right cartridges and wow. cold brew. That's, uh, that's <laughs> I said, pretty impressive. I know, right? Um, so I'll give that a shot. Or even, you know, you can put like any, you can put literally anything in it. You can put mixed drinks in it too, like pre mixed mixed drinks. Oh, put wow. it in there. Boom. Wow. Yeah, you can. I like on Amazon. One of the questions was, "Can, can I just put vodka in this?" And so I was like, "Well, yeah, if you want, if you want to, yeah." Because <laughs> nice. all the CO two is just dis- is displaced the um, the uh, liquid in there, so then it pushes it out. That's all the CO two is doing. Oh, gotcha. Right? So any yep. liquid can come out of that tap. Now, whether or not you want that liquid carbonated, such as vodka, mm, that's a different story. You know, like you don't want carbonated cold brew. That's going to make it sure. super bitter. Right, sure, sure. You want that? Yep. You want that nitrogen to make it nice and creamy, but uh, it's a nice little thing. It's uh, it's made by this. It's called Nostalgia, and I don't know. I've never heard of the company. I mean, it looks all right. It's better than some of the other um, taps I've seen, which aren't chilled. But this one it has a chiller built in, so this that, that one is looked pretty nice. cool from the picture you sent me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it, it was it, great which, too. When you sent me the picture, I was very casually just to my boss across the table from me. Hey, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. just throwing this out there in case we ever wanted something. Hey, it's only 200 bucks, so, I mean, you could always just put it at your desk. That is a great point. I totally could. So I mean, it's a little it's a little loud because of the fan. The fan has to run because it's chilling it. But if you, I don't know, put it somewhere else, I mean, you probably I could. I mean, you already have headphones on, though, while you're working, so. I do. What's the big deal? I do. Right? And the AC vent near me is really loud, like louder. Oh, there you the go. So yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not louder than an AC vent. I I can tell you that much. So yeah, so I can just blame the extra noise on that, though. I can be like, oh, exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah, the AC person. going off. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Yep. Well, How's your week going? Um, yeah, it's been going okay. I uh, I've been traveling. So first of all, ice fishing was great. Now that I'm back from it, uh, that was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, we caught nothing. 
Same as every year. So killing it in that <laughs> well, department. You guys usual. got dumped on with snow, though. We did, and right? I drove home in that, too. Yeah. Oh, shoot. How did you get home? The, the entire Northway was shut down, I thought. All of the throughways and everything was shut down. I, follow, I followed the plows. Yeah. No, they were shut down. <laughs> there, was no one ever. there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> so there was this one hill, though, leaving Placid. So there's you leave Placid, then you go through Keene mm-hmm. Valley before you get yep. on the highway. Love um, Keene so Valley. Yeah, so this two-hour trip turned into about five hours because of the snow. Hmm. So, um, but either way, I'm Honestly, coming through Keene. Keen that's Valley. not bad, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it wasn't considering all the snow. The fact that we made it in five hours, I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I passed this one car, and there's this really big hill that kind of has a turn in the middle of it, um, leaving, and they haven't plowed it. Like there is a, I'm driving on like four inches of snow. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have snow tires. I just have really good all seasons. But that was okay. It. Okay. Okay. Um, I take the hill. Uh, my wife would would have freaked out, but I took the hill going probably 55 miles an hour. So 55 in the snow, I get up to that on a flat surface, and then I take this. Hill, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, which don't ask me to slam on the brakes because I would just slip into anything. So. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're going up the hill. We're chugging along. There's me. There's me, my buddy, and my brother in the back seat, and uh, we're going. We're going. We're going. And we're like, oh, all right, this is great. And then we like turn halfway up the hill. And we're like, oh, we're not going to make this because it gets steeper again. And I kicked uh, for the last yeah. 10% of the hill. We had dropped from 55 miles an hour to 5 miles an hour. And the tires oh were like just God. spinning. And we're like, please make it. Please make it. Please make it. Please make it. <laughs> do you have uh, just two-wheel drive on your car? I do. Yep. It's front-wheel drive. Um, but, yes, it's oh, only two-wheel okay. drive. All right. Um, well, I mean, front wheel is better than rear in that condition but still it is and i was lucky to also have a standard so i had that control of uh oh yes being yes. in the correct year so mm, um, yeah i did uh the one thing i will complain about my my car as we continue this is uh the traction control so you it's on by default but you can turn it off thank goodness yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but you have to turn it off through the touchscreen navigation so it's like i have oh, to tap through stupid. six different buttons to get to it yeah six yeah, so it's wow. like I have to click okay. car, then settings, then tires, then traction control, and then off. So they they really don't want you to turn that off. No, no, they do not. But what? Yeah. Wait, what year was the car that you're using? 2015. Oh, really? Wait, you yeah. VW, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, okay. Huh? My Mazda is just like a. It's just a physical button. You just press I it know. for like three seconds. And that's and what and I've boop, seen other done. cars. Yep, exactly. But huh? Anyway, that was that. No yeah. fish, but overall good trip. Uh, and then I came back for, uh, I think I was back in town for 28 hours, and then I jumped on a plane to Cincinnati and was there since Jeez. till Friday. So, Jeez. Um, that wasn't a bad That's trip. A week Super right easy. I will say mm-hmm. TSA wasn't that bad. I did get there. Depends super on where you are. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I don't know, right? I don't blame them either. But um, yeah, I got there super early both times, and they were actually I think I was through in 10 minutes. So. Wow, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was all around good. Because, you know, they shut down, like, the in, I think it was, like, Friday or Thursday morning. They shut down oh, LaGuardia for, like, the, in the morning. Friday, and it was I was Friday. I was in Detroit when they shut that down, and I was like, please don't screw up Albany. <laughs> 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 um, huh. But they didn't, and I got home on time. Um, the other thing mm-hmm. that's cool, is, speaking of tech, too, so they had this new scanner. So we didn't know this, mm-hmm. but we got the pick left or right in the TSA line, right? We went right. Mm-hmm. And they have this new scanner. I don't know what it's called, uh, but they were just trying it out. 
And you know when you go through TSA, uh, you have to take your laptop out, any tablets, everything out of your pockets, right? It's like a whole, like, so when I travel for work because I bring tablets, I kid you not, kid you not, I have 10 bins because I have my suitcase. Oh, you have to do each one, right? Correct. So at any given time, I'll have three tablets on me and my MacBook and now my Surface Go. So (laughs) one for the Mac, one for the Go, three for the tablets, shoes. Wait, why uh, do you have so many tablets, though? Because that's what I demo. Uh, oh, oh, so okay. I have to yeah, bring yeah. them with me. Yeah, they're all just demo mm. equipment. Uh, and I'm, I'm not a sucker. I don't put things under the plane. So it's all with me. Right. You know. Um, so I get to this this line. I'm like, I have everything ready. Like, I've learned how to pack where I can put everything in this one slot. And I can just pull it out. And it's, it's you know, I'm pretty quick about it. I'm not annoying with 8-bits. Right. You're experienced. Right. Right. I have a system for it. Um, but I get there. And I'm about to take it out. And the guy's like, He's like, uh, have your license in hand. And he's like, first is going to come your shoes, then your jacket, then you're just going to put your backpack on the bin. He's like, if you take something out of your backpack, you're doing this wrong. And I'm like, what? Hmm. Um, so I get through the thing, right? He literally puts my shoes, jacket, and backpack in one bin. Like, normally they make you separate it out. They put it right, in one yeah. bin. They go wow. through the line, and I'm, like, looking over the TSA guy's shoulder because, I mean, they don't really care at this point. So I'm looking over his shoulder, no. and um, – this machine, it's a little bigger than normal, but what they can do is it actually scans your bag in layers, so like different intensities. So uh, you can see them flip okay. through the layers. And on top of that, it creates a 3D rotating image. So they literally just rotated my bag upside down on oh, its that's side so cool. and was looking at everything. And I was like, oh, that is super that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So it saved the line was super quick just because no one had to take anything out. And everyone literally just had the one bin because they can just look at all of it right right um huh so super cool even my boss looked at it and was like that's pretty cool tech you know yeah so, i'm surprised you don't do a uh, pre-check actually this is actually gonna be With the help. first year that i do it i'm on the list to sign up yeah so good i think I'm because gonna be traveling i've heard so many good things about pre-check that like it, you're almost stupid not to do it oh yeah no it's great it's actually great uh my dad actually has tsa pre-check and has gotten a knife through him twice by mistake twice <laughs> So TSA, everybody. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. And uh, the knife is one of his favorite knives. So just so he doesn't have to risk it when he realizes it, he always realizes it when he's like waiting for his plane or something like that. He's just cut holes and seats and left it there so that on the way back, he can pick it up. (laughs) I'm not I'm not even joking. (laughs) That's genius, actually. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. Super easy. But Does that pre-check cost anything? I forget. Is it like 25? Uh, 85 bucks, but it's good for five yeah. years. Oh, oh, okay. So it's not like an every year cost. It is good for a certain right, amount of years. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I huh. think this is the year that I'm going to do it just because I'll be traveling. So. Interesting. Um, huh. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, All right. I think what that's going to be next jumping up in, in here. Yeah, jumping up this week. Uh, the only thing I could find, so I don't really have much going on in my life. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But there's a bunch of stuff with video games coming out this week, and I think part of it's because yes. E3 is coming up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know when the date is this year. E3 is uh, oh, it's not even until June, but people are already talking about it, which is it's a big uh, deal. Pretty it cool. is. Yeah. So because the big deal this year is Xbox is very clearly having a new system. Um, it'll have backwards compatibility. Um, but apparently, Less. the the president of Xbox came on and he said that 
this is going to be like the most money or the biggest investment that they'll put in E3 is like this year. Um, hmm. So it's supposed to be crazy, the uh, the new Xbox stuff. Um, I don't know sure. what PlayStation has this year at E3, right? I've heard rumors mm-hmm. of the PS5. Are you, are you an much. Xbox guy or has a PlayStation guy? Xbox, because you know, everybody okay, that I know basically has Xbox. So. That's true. Yep. Um, yeah, oh, so now actually, for games, what? Actually, This ahead, actually yeah. says uh, PlayStation is skipping E3 this year. Interesting. Hmm. That is incredibly interesting, actually. Yeah, they won't be at E3 this year. Well, time for Xbox to steal everything, I guess, then. I think that's probably why Xbox show, show it off. going... That's why they're going they're, big. They're going like, all in, and PS right. PlayStation was just like, nah, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna compete. We're just gonna look like chumps out there. Yeah, interesting. I did not know PlayStation was skipping, so that really is like the big thing for Xbox is that they're going all mm-hmm. in for sure. Right. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. Um, in games, though, we have a few new ones that we said. All right. So uh, first we one that I watch, I watched this trailer. So you told me oh, you to did? watch okay, it. Good. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. The new. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn. So as everyone knows, yes. uh, I think we've talked about it before, I played Far Cry 5. I was very invested mm-hmm. in it. I played it all the way through, played through the story, saw both endings, well, technically all three, but both endings. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I am super pumped for New Dawn because it makes so much sense. And it's like, in my opinion, based on how the story ended... All right, so hold on one sec. If you haven't played Far Cry 5 and don't want any spoilers, just stop listening now. Um, and come back in about 10 minutes uh, because spoilers are now going to be released. I'm going to say how the game ends. So we all good with that? Here's your time. Skip ahead. Okay. Um, so when the ending that I did, right, I try to take the mm-hmm. guy in uh, or kill him or whatever, mm-hmm. um, right. and the bomb goes off in the background, right? You've you've watched the right. YouTube videos, I'm guessing, of how it ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the bomb, the bomb goes off, and he gets with you, and then you get in the basement with him, and then he's like, uh, telling you that this would have happened, and everyone's like amazed that he was he was actually right, right? That all this stuff happened, and he was actually not crazy. Mm-hmm. He was right. Um, New Dawn is supposedly what six, seven years after that. Seventeen. Um, Seventeen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You're right. Seventeen years after that. Because um, all the kids are grown up. That's true. That's right. Um, so 17 years after when civilization kind of starts to come back, right? So everyone's kind of been up, they've kind of been going around and stuff like that. And from my understanding, it's like, there's these new different, I don't want to call them tribes, but I don't want to call them gangs either, but groups, I guess. Factions. Um, yeah. Factions. We'll go with factions. Cause they definitely are like outlaws in a sense, but, yeah. um, they, they rise up, right. And you actually have to go and try to, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, combine forces. Take over them all. With Eden's Gate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they did all this stuff that like makes me super excited because the ending was so surprising with how it ended, right? Like I don't like think mm-hmm. of a video game where they were actually right and all this stuff happened. Um, to make like a DLC off of that and play off of it is the coolest thing ever, in my opinion. So wait, is this gonna be a DLC actually? So I, I, or is it a brand new know. game? Because yeah. it's priced at like a DLC almost because it's not as expensive as Far Cry Five. That's the I thing. think they're calling um, it a game, but in my opinion, it's more a DLC. Um, it see they say it's not a DLC, 
because um, uh, Far Cry Five is technically standalone. Um, you know, so it's well. I did see on their Instagram it said standalone sequel to Fire Cry Five. Right. So that and might that's, mean that's a full game. So I think, a full game. in my opinion, right? So here's technically it's not a DLC because you can install it separately beside the game. However, right. if you play it without Far Cry Five, it's kind of weird. So it kind of has that DLC transition yeah, you effect. Have, yeah, you have no you know idea what what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's definitely a sequel, um, but there's no mm-hmm. like real term for video games other than like oh. Far Cry 6 or whatever, but it's not Far Cry right, 6. Yeah. It's just a sequel to 5. Um, right. So apparently they did the same thing too with like Far Cry 3. They came out with Far Cry Primal, which is like mm. not a DLC, but the same kind of thing. Yeah, um, same idea. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm super pumped about it, whatever it is, because, right, it's only 40 bucks and it's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. And supposedly it's, it's like going to take place in locations all around the world too. Like they're going to go be really? in different locations. Yeah. Oh, mm. I didn't know that. Yep. I did not know that. If you go through their Instagram, they actually have a Q&A session that they did with Reddit, and they have the answers on their Instagram with, like, yes. the devs answering the, the uh, questions. I so uh, that would be, if you're interested more, go check that yep. out. Yep, that's awesome. I'm going to go check that out when we're done because I'm super interested in the story. Far Cry 5 was, other than Red Dead, one of the best games I've played in a long time. So Far Cry 5, that was a, that was a crazy story. The story was just yeah, nuts. it was. It was... It was, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, the other thing, did you, so you know Google's DeepMind AI, switching gears here. Mm-hmm. No more spoilers, yeah. by the way. We're done. Um, DeepMind AI, uh, mm-hmm. they were the one that played Go, uh, or what was that ch- that uh, Chinese game? Yeah, Go, I think it was. Go, right? Okay. Yeah, AlphaGo, I think. Google's it's like yes. there's like a, AlphaGo yes. was the name of the DeepMind player. At the time, yep. At the yep. time, yeah. Um, and then they, you remember, uh, Starcraft, right? Jake, uh, used yeah. to play that all the time. <laughs> yes. Um, that's kind of the that only Minecraft. thing I, yeah. so they apparently trained DeepMind to beat pros at Starcraft, Starcraft. Um, and right. it like, so, like it won. And I think there's some controversy right now over the fact whether it was just like super fast at clicking buttons or if it was actually like smart enough to do it. Um, However, the fact that they've now moved out of, uh, they took DeepMind out of like a conventional CES, right? Chess and then AlphaGo and now into mm-hmm. actual video game territory. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because if you've played StarCraft before, it's kind of one of those games that, yes, it is a video game, but it's not like a first-person shooter. I mean, it's a strategic video game for sure. It's almost like EVE Online, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or no. Yeah, a little bit. I'm not, I haven't played StarCraft, so I probably I'm going um, on a limb. StarCraft, but... I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a good thing to compare it to. It's definitely, uh, I think it's only one person versus another. Um, but you kind of have hmm. to, like, build a squad um, or, like, a an army and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of a good board game to compare it to. Um, yeah, I can't even think of it. But either way, uh, it's it's definitely not just a video game. It's strategic there's a strategy to it. It's it's more than mm-hmm. just, you know. So kind of um, like a real-time strategy type deal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, right. you have, I think they named their player Alpha Star. Um, mm-hmm. What was the name of it? Um, Makes sense, yeah. The number of valid positions. Here, ready? So the number of valid positions on a Go board is one followed by 170 zeros. The equivalent mm-hmm. for StarCraft 
uh, is estimated to be one with at least 270 zeros. Wow. So they're definitely trying to ramp it up and increase, you know, uh, get it to play a more complex game each time, which is crazy. Um, the best bots that emerge from the league uh, have around 200 years worth of gameplay experience, which is crazy. Wait, what? I know. That's like, that's ridiculous. how quick you can train them and stuff like that, and that's just um, crazy, right? So that's that's kind of like what the cool thing about this project was, is that mm-hmm. it's moving out of just physical board games, which that's, board games are still impressive, right? Go is a complex mm-hmm. game that I'll never get good at. Um, mm-hmm. But to move it into StarCraft kind of is like another step to move it towards something even more complex to see what it's going to do. Like, I'm curious what they're going to do with DeepMind next, right? Whether it's going to be another game or they're going to try to make it do like a, a real life problem next, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I think that's the goal, right? Is they're just trying to see how, how big they can make the neural network and then put it towards a problem. Right. I don't think it'll be in games forever. No, I think it's just kind of like a, look what we can do, you know? Yeah. 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 It's definitely like a, a cool thing for Google to brag about it. Um, it's probably mm-hmm. an awesome thing for devs. Cause I mean, having a game that has one followed by 270 zeros, you know, uh, smart, you know, that's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? PUBG Lite you have down here. Yes. So, uh, you know what PUBG is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You know what Fortnite is? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Fortnite is, well, a good game. Um, PUBG requires better computers, I guess the way to put it. Ye- right? Yeah. Um. So PUBG Lite apparently is its goal to compete with Fortnite. So right. um, let me see the specs real quick. Uh, it supposedly only needs an i5, which oh, isn't wow. bad. Um, right. So it says it's targeted for lower budget PCs. Um, it's currently in open beta. Uh, oh, here you go. The minimum specs are actually an i3 with only 2.4 four gigs gigahertz. Wow. Yeah. And, and it will work on HD graphics. graphics. That's the oh killer. Oh my gosh! Even that's Fortnite can't run on HD graphics. I know. That's that's where it's getting here. So that's the minimum they recommend, right? Obviously, Nvidia or AMD with right. an i5 and eight gigs of RAM. But the fact but that we'll, the minimum will run on an Intel HD is crazy. I mean, that's going to be like almost no no foliage or anything like that. Thirty FPS. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah. like, it's still playable. Like, you can still see people and shoot right. them. Like, <laughs> and that's, that's and that's the difference, right? Like, if you have that's an all you need, yeah. Machine or something like that. Um, I'm not looking to run intense video games. I'm looking to play with someone online and, and not you mm-hmm. know have to buy a brand new machine. Now, is this going to be free to play or no? Yeah, it's supposed to work exactly like PUBG and work with. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to work like with PUBG. Um, it's just that yours just won't do mm. as much rendering. No, it is it's a free low spec version of PUBG. Okay, cool. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um now Fortnite, uh I think the reason they did this is that Fortnite also works on an I three and an Intel mm-hmm. H D as their middle. Really? Huh, okay. Um but still crazy that, you know, PUBG right. took the time to make one that would work. Because I think, think, they, think of they, Fortnite graphics versus PUBG graphics, right? PUBG right, kind of goes yeah. for that more realistic look and all that. Yeah, has a little bit more in depth to it than just right. the cartoonish. But um, yeah, crazy though. 
Um, yeah, I think they, they've just been falling behind so badly. Behind so they have been. And actually, quick story is that even with their um, their account creation, they've mm-hmm. gotten a little too strict, in my opinion, with uh, banned players to think that they're cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, so a buddy of mine um, actually got banned uh, while playing. Uh, he, had, mm-hmm. he had a couple of good games in a row, right? Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. So the stats look a little weird, but at the same time, they're not unbelievable for a human, right? Like, right, he is right. good, right? Like, he's actually had, like, you know, uh, not that this always transfers over, but he's, like, had, like, police and military training. Like, he kind of know. like, when I see him play, he thinks of things that I would never think of, right? Right, um, yeah. And he's always been good at video games. So that the mm-hmm. two combined kind of gives him a special edge. Um, but he got banned from the game, right? And there's he went through the support chains and there's, there's no way to get your account back other than spending $60 again, which is ridiculous. You know? Yeah. That is ridiculous. Um, For him, it's not worth it, right? He's like, PUBG is a great game, but it's not worth 120 bucks. So I'm out. Um, No. Yeah. 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 Um, But we did some research later and I think part of what PUBG detected, and I don't know if this is PUBG's fault, a coincidence or whatever. um, He did have a Trojan on his computer. Um, mm-hmm. So the game right. may have picked it up as a hack or a cheat or something like that, um, combined with his good playing, right? So he played a really good couple of games, and he had a Trojan virus on his computer. Right, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it's weird. I mean, like, mean, meanwhile in China, you have people cheating all the time in PUBG. And, like, it's I know, a genuine, and that's, and genuine that's problem. Exactly. And they start co- coming over into, like, North American servers, and then people are just like, nah, what's the point? Like... I'm yeah. not going to play if people are just going to screw me over and just, like, be in a boat flying underneath the map, pop up, kill me, and keep on going below yeah, the surface exactly. and keep going and killing people. And around, that makes sense, you know? right? If that's what you're trying to avoid, then then definitely Right, then what's that, the point of the game? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, totally agree. Um, so I think that's it with video games, right? We covered E3, yes. Far yep. Cry, LSF. Mm-hmm. Um, going into tech, right? Uh, did you, so do you use WhatsApp at all? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Okay. So I do, too, because uh, my boss doesn't have text messaging, so that's what he makes everyone get to text him. <laughs> um, wow. I, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Wait. Um, he just uh, – never mind. I'm not I don't, ask, I don't ask okay. questions. Yeah, he can call me but can't text. I don't get it. It's a okay. whole – yeah. <laughs> um, so WhatsApp, um, they Facebook announced – there's a lot of controversy of it um, – WhatsApp is merging into Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. And Instagram which, Messenger. Yeah, which, to be honest, will probably make me stop using both. Because yeah. I, See, I, well, I don't use Facebook Messenger, and I hate it. There's right. too much and, crap on there. Well, I think – well, I don't think they're actually merging the user interfaces. I don't think that's what's okay. happening. I think what, if, there's actually a lot to be of this on Android subreddits. Um, yep. Android and uh, I think it was like the f- uh, Google subreddit or something like that, um, where people were like, "What? Well, so is this going to be like Instagram? Uh, they're going to take it out of Instagram and Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and just combine them all, or is there going to be still standalone stuff in each of those apps or whatever?" Um, and it turned out it people were th- basically on how everything was being worded. Um, it seemed like they were thinking. It's going to be – they're all going to be their own standalone app still. But then you can text somebody from Instagram to WhatsApp user, right? I think you're right. And so vice versa. And so then you're not merging the apps. You're just merging the servers essentially. And the front end, you're still not going to see it. You're not going to see much difference. Yep. So I think 
from what I'm reading here, so, right? so a messenger user would only be able to send end-to-end encryption conversation with someone who only has a WhatsApp account. Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp right. will remain separate apps on the home screen, but common messaging features will be unified. Um, so it's probably pretty similar right. to what like Microsoft came out with Microsoft Teams, but they also mm-hmm. have Skype, and all the Skype right. features are coming to Teams, but they're still separate. Is probably right. the approach that they're they're more going for here. Yeah, and I have a feeling that it's gonna be like WhatsApp's gonna have more of the stickers type deal, you know, with that mm, messenger that's has. That's a good point. Yeah, because um, I just make it I saw so in the discussion from one to the other. Right, the, and I saw in the discussion too. People were like, "Oh yeah, I use Instagram for texting people." I'm like, who does that? <laughs> I just don't understand yeah, that because that's, that's not it's yeah. not a texting app. That's a, a photo app. Yeah, photo sharing. Yep. Right. Yep. So I don't. I'm not really getting that, yeah. but whatever. I mean, they already yeah. have the server capability, so and they're yeah, already looking. They're, they're already scrubbing all your text messages anyway, so who cares, right? Yeah, and en- encryption is just to make you feel better. But. Encryption just means that nobody on from the outside can see it. Yeah, Facebook's right? still looking at and, it, and, and in essence, but Facebook can still see it because it's their servers, so they can see it. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some people will be like, um, oh, freaking out about that, but I'm sure. Yep. No. Anyway. Um, but either way, it's not penciled in for apparently like 2020, so we have a year. To yeah, it's going to be a while. Thing. Yeah, maybe by then more people have RCS. Who knows? Oh, that'd be great. So I still Google haven't been able to try it, right? Yes, yeah. I, I actually, that was another thing I totally forgot about. Um, yeah, Google, I finally got it on Google Fi, um, which is great. But issue is I don't have anybody to use RCS with. Everybody either that I know either has iPhone or is on Verizon. Literally, because, and Verizon doesn't. They have their own version of RCS, but it's locked down. Like they're of not course. using it with everybody else, so um, they're they're not able to. They're not using Google servers. Actually, is the better better way to describe it. Um, sucks. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, Sprint and T-Mobile supposedly have it because you know they're merging um, on Google servers. Right. And so... obviously, Google Fi. If Google Fi has it, then both those networks have to have some version of it. And same with and well. I think Google Fi works on Metro PCS. I forget. I always forget who it is. It's either U.S. Cellular or Metro PCS. I think it's U.S. Cellular, actually, um, that Google Fi works on. So they have it, too. Um, now, the oh, other cool thing. Here, on, real quick. So Sprint has already rolled out RCS. Um, mm-hmm. Though you need a special de- – they only have a couple list of devices that will support it. Right. Um, T-Mobile has started rolling it out, um, mm-hmm. and this includes the Galaxy S7 and S-Edge. Um, and they plan to bring it to more smartphones by the end of the year. Uh, AT&T agreed to the standard, but there's no word on when they're going to roll it out yet, Um, but they at least are okay with it and are going to start working on it. Um, Verizon apparently is rolling out RCS to supported phones, but as you said, uh, it's kind of their own version of it, and then obviously Google Fi, as you said. They've work. always had RCS and well, almost always had RCS in their Messages Plus app. Verizon has anyway, right? So it was used. I don't know if that was using Google servers or I think it was using Verizon servers, honestly. Um, so you can text Wi Fi through that. It looks like RCS will support universal RCS by the end of Q1 2019, right? And that's what, but people have to buy into it though, like Verizon, everybody has to buy into it. You know, is it a separate that, like data plan, right, to use RCS? No, or it's is not it separate. Like, da- it's, te- you, it's part of your data plan. 
Oh, okay. and, uh, well, th- this is yeah. saying that like like so Verizon has its own version of RCS, right? But Verizon also has an RCS that is in line with the universal standard for RCS, and they're rolling out support for that this year. Right. Google created the universal RCS, right. and now and everybody's okay with that. Now. Getting into it. Right. So I don't know why now, but it's getting there. So yeah. hopefully soon. Yep. All right. So that's not bad. Um, um, now, uh, something cool about Google Fi that they just rolled out here recently was oh, yeah. um, the VPN for them. Oh, I didn't hear about um, this. Yeah. So only on, uh, what is it, Android Pi, only nine, um, and later eventually. Uh, nice. They have, if you're using Google Fi, you're using uh, VPN, actually. Oh. You, you can, they give you a, v, you can opt into Google's VPN. So then everything you're going, you're, everything you're doing, whether you're on a public network or you're on uh, your regular um, your enterprise towers, yeah. any at home, anywhere, it's encrypted with Google's VPN. Now it's faster than your typical VPN because you don't care about if they're scrubbing data or not. Like it's not for privacy. It's just for encryption purely. Right. But right. it's free though. And you are going to use a little bit more data with it, but it's free. <laughs> That's the big sum. It's it free and it comes with your Google Fi. Um, now the other interesting thing about Google Fi RCS is that they're not charging. They're not going to charge your data plan for any RCS related text messaging. Really? Yes. So that includes pictures because you can do up to 200 megabytes of pictures now. Wow, at one that's time. crazy. That's crazy. You can like you can send a 10 200 megabyte video for instance. It'd be totally fine. Wow. And that's it crazy. does not it does not hit your data plan because it's through texting. Just like wow. I I well it, I message it doesn't work like that because it's all through different carriers whatever right. but it um, is technically data but I mean there's right. over Wi-Fi so the argument is you know whatever. Right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Google Fi is going to be eating all that data for wow. you. So that is that's a huge plus, especially because you're charged per megabyte on Google Fi, which is why I think they did it. It's nice. Mm, yep. Gotcha. Yep. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Very cool about the VPN. I did not know that. Um, it says yeah, here that it's the same for VPN nine. that they have. That yeah, it says right now. That apparently, that's the same VPN that you use when you connect to an open. Wi-Fi network that Fi like uh, yes does or whatever, so it's just kind of right. opening mm-hmm. it up a little bit more, right? And um, it's always been there, but now they're just opening up to full time, no matter right. what, hundred percent of the time you're on that VPN, which is great. Um, I have I can't use it yet because LG doesn't feel like pushing Android Pie to me yet, but you know we're we're not salty at all. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. Um, the Koreans can have it though. Uh but it's just for those special people. And apparently it was only for Google Pixel initially, but now it's for everybody on gotcha. Pi. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yep. Not salty. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> so the other it's, thing. It's, it's promised this quarter, ahead. so sorry. It's promised yeah, this quarter good. for LG. Um, oh, it gotcha. Is, it, so they confirmed it for my phone, the Thank You, the LG G7 Thank You, and the V40, I want to say, for this quarter. But that could mean literally March. Or, right, but at least you're getting it. 
You know, that's important. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, on to it. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because, like, right after they announced that, I got a security update and I got a couple updates for LG apps right after they announced that, they're which means ready. that they're, yeah, they're getting there. Which also, what's funny is that their Android One devices, though, got the update before people in Korea got the update to Pi because Android One. Wow. So, it really does pay to have an Android One phone, honestly. Yeah. If you're if you want those updates on the dot right away, yeah. or even you know sooner. That's interesting. It, yeah. Wow. Cool. Um, moving gears, Windows Lite. So. Mm-hmm. Windows has had a lot of versions, right? So there's like Windows RT, there's Windows S, there's just Windows Home, Pro, Enterprise, all that stuff. So Windows Mobile. Uh, yep. From my from my understanding, Windows Lite <laughs> is supposed to be a direct competitor to Chrome OS, right? Because mm-hmm. let's face it, Chrome OS we, has super cheap devices, and it's yes. ideal for classroom situations. Yeah, ideal. and they've they've taken over the classroom uh, scene at this 100%. point over yeah. iPads and yeah, and everything. yeah. yeah. Well, We've talked think, about right? that, so, too. Yeah. Chrome OS devices you can get for 200 bucks, Easy. And they come with a keyboard. You know? Yeah. I've got my, I got mine for 140, 140 Amazon warehouse deals. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it worked great for years. And it's still kicking three yeah. years later, and it still have 12 hours of battery life on the baby. Yeah. It's See, awesome. So you, you really yeah, can't exactly. for a kid. No, you uh, can't. I think four uh-uh, years of no. high school, you got to. Yeah. Um, so this is to be. Uh, competition with that, right? So they tried with the Surface Go. Uh, that was more of a kick to iPad than it was to uh, Chrome, right? So they tried to get the Chrome market a little bit, but it was really to iPad. That's why it was mm-hmm. only like 450 or so, kind of more mm-hmm. in line with the iPad pricing, um, which I will still say, great great device. I'm not dissing it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came with Windows S. Um, right. You can take it off Windows S. I did that day one. Um <laughs> Just because Windows S, one of the downsides is, and this is only because I'm a developer do I care, you can only run UWP applications from the Microsoft Store, mm, which is a little sucks. bit of a pain yeah. in the ass. You know? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <Bleep>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Windows Lite, uh, what's cool about it is it's supposed to run like a Chrome OS, right? So it's supposed to be super mm-hmm. lightweight. They've already mm-hmm. started making Windows devices that are about two hundred bucks, anywhere from one fifty to two fifty, uh, yeah, that are designed awesome. for Windows Lite. Um, again, none of this yeah. is like officially released, so it's just kind of rumor. But Microsoft did announce that they are making those lighter devices with like Lenovo and HP, Acer, kind of having those cheaper devices. Um, and the kicker too is no matter what processor, so it's not just ARM processors or Qualcomm CPUs; it's, it's anything. Um, Windows Lite because of how much is getting stripped out of it, uh, will be always on. So that always on, always connected type of operating system, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. Um, and um, yeah, so they even say that for the second half of 2019, you might even see Windows Lite laptops with like a Snapdragon 8 in it. Um, mm, which nice. is, yeah, because I mean, Snapdragons now, I mean, you got to think, the new, even the new iPad, Pro is faster than some of the computers out there, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's totally yep. possible to run an operating system like this on uh, on a device. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the 850 is like, for instance, I mean, my phone has an 850. I think mm-hmm. yours does, too. I think um, mine's 45. 45? Okay. Oh, okay. Um, 
I think that's an octa-core. It is. Octa-core. Um, so, yep. like, I mean, that on running Windows, that's definitely doable. And it's super power uh, yep. friendly. Because yep. a phone can a phone can run all day. And, it's and I mean, it's awesome with my battery. So, yep. that that's going to be great for laps. I could compete with that Chrome OS. Now, I'm wondering how they're going to fix, how they're going to be in comparison for RAM. How much RAM is going to be eaten with Windows Lite? See, and that's always like the Windows like downside. So that's what I'm wondering what they're taking out, right? So even my Surface Go right now, on Windows 10s, took up about two gigs of RAM, which that's you know bad. four gigs. Okay. Well, four gigs in a device and only leave you, leave you two left. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So it's kind of on the downside there. Um, mm-hmm. However, they're supposedly ripping a lot out of Windows uh, to kind of make this work. So they're removing those live tiles. Uh, which will definitely save one on battery, two on RAM. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Edge later this year is supposed to be based on Chrome, so you're going to get some of the the performance and the battery savings from there. Um, and that's the other thing too. I want to see how they d- handle the cr- the RAM issue with the Chromium based Edge because Chrome is a RAM hog. It is, and I'm right? wondering if if they're just going to accept it, or if they're going to contribute back to Chrome. Or they're gonna fork it, maintain yeah, their I was thinking forking it. code yeah. base of Chrome right. OS and fix those issues if possible. So, um, in my opinion, I think they'll go the fork base. I would if I was in their case. I think so uh, too. Yeah, I mean, they it's just put it on GitHub and let people just do their thing with it. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> they yep. own GitHub, so just put it out there and be like, all right, guys, here you go. And just let's see what happens. Yep. So. Um, we'll see what happens with Windows Lite. Um, I know I'm going to be paying mm-hmm. attention to it this year just because it's, it's yeah. definitely interesting. Um, that's... Especially if you get some more Surface tablets uh, or tablet-based devices that run it, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'd get more interested into it, right? To have a, a fully mm-hmm. ma- fully based machine um, in mm-hmm. tablet mode running Windows, I'd be intrigued, to say the least. Or even so. one that can convert between tablet or regular laptop. Oh yeah, with the detachable that whole cool. thing that would that would be yeah. Cool. Um, the yeah. more the more the reason I'm thinking of it because all these operating systems are getting lower and lower. Um, I can't develop on mm-hmm. Chrome OS because that's just ridiculous to me. Um, but y- doing there's it, so many hoops you have to jump through. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many things that you still are restricted to. So like what I'm thinking of is right. like um, I'm not going to say the exact name of it, but you know, so the the tablet stuff that I build now, switching from Android to Windows Lite, is a possibility. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm kind of interested in that too, just us being a window shop. So, mm-hmm. right. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, last thing as we're finishing up here. So we announced last week that, uh, or GitHub rather announced, we talked about it, that you now have private repos for GitHub. Mm-hmm. And I actually found within the first week a super good use for it. Not necessarily code based oh. either, but for private repos. Hmm. Can you take a guess for what it is? Dear God, um, <laughs> I can't. I can't even imagine what you're okay. using it for. Okay, so my my use for it right now is: Have you ever heard of um, Draw.io? Draw.io. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like it's like Visio, right? So you build mm-hmm. diagrams and architectural designs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Draw.io is nice, um, but you kind of get stuck in a couple things where, like, you have to save to Google Drive or OneDrive or your local mm-hmm. machine. And managing that gets, you know, chaotic. Switching machines gets crazy. Versioning stuff gets crazy. Um, 
So what I did was is I actually got the desktop version on, on my Mac and on my Surface Go of Draw.io. I created a private repo for my Draw.io drawings. Um, so that way I can make the change, save it, commit it to GitHub. Now it's versioned, and it syncs between all my devices. Oh, dear God. You know, uh, okay. Source no, control makes that, everything better. I, I'll applaud you on that one. That's, that's pretty creative. Yeah, that is, so that's really now, my, all, now really all my drawings for architectural systems are versioned and easily synced between devices. Right. So I'm, I've actually, <laughs> okay. it's actually paid off a lot. So like even like this past trip I did at and switching from hotel, hotel room to plane to hotel room, I could grab my go on the plane, Mac in the mm -hmm. hotel, and I'd have my drawings. So Same thing, I'm right. Happy about that. Yeah, great. same thing. And version, right? Oh, how did this look last mm -hmm. week before we implemented AWS? That's how it looked. Right. And that was the big thing that drove me nuts is that, like, before I would save it to OneDrive, but versioning would be I would copy my drawing to a new file and then read the version. <laughs> wow. Which is not great, you know? That's, so no. <laughs> I'm happy with the versioning. I'll say that at least. So. Um, right, we're coming yeah. up on 45 minutes here. Real quick. Newkeeper, go ahead. Talk to yeah, me yeah. about it. What is it? Oh, yeah, okay. So this is just a real quick. <laughs> You're the one plug. who put it on there. I don't. Know. I did. I totally <laughs> forgot about it too. So this is just a real quick plug. So, so uh, there's two projects now that I created and manage. Um, I'll probably start doing this some of my open source projects, but I did this in my private projects first for work. Um, so what it does is, um, and this is great because this is something that no one wants to do. You see this over time. So you know what npm packages are. No. Okay. So NuGet packages. Go. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'll just explain NuGet packages then. Um, they're like npm packages, but what it is is basically um, I have a project, and let's say I want to deserialize JSON. That's the big one. Um, Microsoft doesn't do it right out of the box, but someone wrote a library called NewtonSoft.json that does it. So what I can do is just do .NET add package NewtonSoft.json, and it pulls down this package that someone created, and I can now use it in my code. Super simple, just quick libraries that people have posted to NuGet that let you mm -hmm. do things in your code, right? Makes sense so far? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what NuKeeper does is you can set it up in a build process. So what I do is every morning at 4, it runs on both my projects. And what it does is downloads my project from uh, GitHub, or in this case, Azure DevOps, mm -hmm. um, looks through my packages config of all the installed packages, check if anyone's been updated, so if the, lot, if the author went online, said, hey, I fixed this bug, or I got this brand new version, here it is, it checks if there's a newer version. If there is, it'll download that new ver newer version, install it in your code, um, and then automatically create a pull request in the system. So this is awesome. So rather than me going, better yet, reminding myself to check every couple weeks that there is a new package available, download the package, mm -hmm run some unit tests, change the code, uh, create a pull request, approve the pull request, all that stuff. What this does is automatically every night, checks if there's a new update. If there is, install it for me, and then create a pull request. So all I have to do as a developer, log in Azure DevOps, ah, Newkeeper created a new pull request. Did it pass all my unit tests? Yes, approve, and then it's automatically updated. Um, so you it's something that... that no, I no, no no I did not create this. Oh okay. No, no, no. Oh okay. This is just something that that I found that's actually um, super helpful. So I'm just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's something that sounds simple, right? Updating packages, but 
over time, you just forget to do it, especially in older projects. Mm -hmm. So I will say so far, I probably already used it for five different packages that have needed updates. Um, and clicking a button is so much easier than doing all the work myself. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's just a quick plug for Newkeeper. <laughs> Saving you time. Back to the uh, productivity tips. If we had to go back, I'd add Newkeeper to my list. Every project yeah, now gets definitely. Newkeeper. Yeah. Yep. And real quick, let's cover this Esri pricing that we got nowadays. Brand oh, yeah, new, because we updated were, it. Arguing about they just updated it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we weren't yeah, sure yeah. like when they updated their dev pricing. Yes. Right. Their dev like, pricing, because we talked about before if you, uh, they added those different tiers, right? Was that what we right. talked about? That's for yep. your ArcGIS online. That's whole. That that's been out for a while, for a little bit now. Right. For right. a few months, but now I just saw this. Um, Dev pricing is new, so yep. we're, we'll put the um, put a link in the comments or yeah, yep. comments uh, in the show, site, yeah, show description, description, whatever <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so now, for instance, if you want to do projects, you can just do projects for free. You can do one million base map and geocode transactions per month, which is a disgusting amount. Um, you can uh, use yes, all the APIs for or SDKs for web, native, and mobile platforms. Um, style based maps, manage your map content, host query, and analyze your data. Uh, and then you also get service credits towards 10,000 route transactions per month, which, I mean, that's that's a decent amount, right? But I the mean, big killer is that they used to charge four credits for every thousand, and now right. they only charge 0.5 for every thousand, which is huge. Right. Especially someone like us who does routing all the time. That is, I mean, you got to think mm -hmm. that's, Save three point five credits every thousand. That's huge. Right. That's a ton of money uh, for how much you guys do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also, this it, it for remember this is free. Over forty gigabytes of tile and data storage. Now this is only for non-revenue generating apps, and right. they have a definition for that on their website. But um, you can also, and then you can pay as you go for additional usage. Which is, you know, that gets into the service credits that you just talked about. You know, the right. um, geocode, batch restored, service credits, you know. Um, yep. So, yeah. But so now what, what you're routing is, is 0 0.005 credits per route, which is $0.0005. Uh, yeah. Dirt cheap. Right. Yep. But um, what's great is yeah. um, they did this because, so we ha we've talked about um, Mapbox. There's mm -hmm. Azure Maps that's come out. Uh, Google Maps just mm -hmm. had new pricing. Um, but mm -hmm. the benefit of all three of those is if you're open source or doing something for community, they don't really charge you, right? They don't do stuff mm -hmm. for free. Just like, yeah, GitHub, just as we talked about before, right. brand, all free if you're just doing open source. Right. Non-revenue. So this, this is Esri's little foot in the door where it's like, hey, if you build an open mm -hmm. source app or you know, you're not really someone who's making revenue, you just want to do a cool project yeah. with Maps, you can use mm -hmm. it for free. Um, Everybody's doing good it now, apparently. On their part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because no one, here's the hard part, no one really has Esri experience because, like, before to get started, you'd have to pay. And it's like, I'm not going to go through this Super ridiculous expensive. process to do right. it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now, so, this is what yeah. is awesome right here. If you want to deploy any revenue-generating apps, only 125 a month. That's, yeah, they did drop that pricing, too, which is awesome. That's nothing. So yeah. that includes... And that includes ArcGIS Pro Basic, which oh, is awesome too. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. Which nice. is way cheaper than what it used to be too. Yep. Um, now, if you want to extend that platform, 
if let's say you want to go top tier here, mm-hmm. you, you can go to Enterprise, which includes full RGS server capabilities, which is typically twenty thousand dollars to start off, and then five thousand dollars a year after. Okay. For forty three hundred a year for testing only. Um, you can't make money off of that. But that right. includes GeoEvent, which is live updates, GeoAnalytics, and Image oh, wow. Server, which Image Server is a, another two thousand dollars a year or something like that, because um, yep. we've tried to price it out and that's crazy. Um, and they have other builder professional premium enterprise, you know, different different sizes for whatever you need. Um, that includes ArcGIS Pro, Advanced, and ArcMap Advanced. Gotcha. Which again, that's pretty good. Um, yep. So now, if you want to, because I, I honestly might take, uh, take them up on this uh, free APIs if I, you know, to learn it more, to learn Esri mm-hmm. uh, APIs and SDKs, yep, for their uh, for all their apps, um, just to learn it honestly, because now it's free, so why not? Right. You yep, know? and you can use their JavaScript API for free, so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. easy. Take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. I think, I think that that's is it all now. that we wanted to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Good episode. Got a lot. Yes. Um, all right. If anyone, yeah. If everyone, you want to hear more, you can subscribe. Uh, be sure to leave us a review. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Caster, Stitcher, CastBox, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find more at theengineerofwhat.com. You can email us, podcast at theengineerofwhat.com, or go to the website and click the support at the top. We thank you all for listening. This is Nate. This is Rick. Thanks for listening.